Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels, including TikTok, for the second day in a row. My goodness, we're off and running, people. Hope you're all having a great day, wherever you are in this fine world of ours. Um, including here in New York City, where it's a cold day, but it's a fun day because they've hired an offensive coordinator by the name of Nathaniel Hackett. And I hear you out there. You're saying, huh, that name sounds familiar. Well, that's because he was the offensive coordinator in Green Bay uh, for the first uh, couple years of Matt LaFleur's tenure. And then he became a head coach out in Denver, flamed out spectacularly so badly that he didn't even last a single season. But now he has been hired here in New York for the New York football Jets to be their offensive coordinator. And it is an obvious, I mean, I don't think for a moment that the thought and the idea of maybe not luring Aaron Rodgers, but making it a somewhat more desirable spot to be traded to. If the Packers and Rodgers come to that understanding that <coughs> for whatever reason, it's time to move on. Uh, having Nathaniel Hackett on staff doesn't hurt. And the fact that they interviewed 14 other people and still went with Hackett would tell you that uh, the interest is somewhat significant because I can't imagine a world where Hackett coming off of the season he just had in Denver, which was downright atrocious offensively, um, that that's going to sway someone to go and give the job to this guy over all those other candidates other than, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers loves the guy. And that's no shot at Hackett. I, I know I've seen people kind of belittling uh, the stuff he did in Jacksonville, which I think is a big mistake. I think that's some of his best work. The fact that they did get as far as they did with Bortles at quarterback is a big testament to Nathaniel. But he didn't call the plays in Green Bay. And the fact that Aaron Rodgers would go to New York to be with Nathaniel Hackett and have him, quote, call plays, you got to believe that that would be, I mean, you think it's the Aaron Rodgers offense in Green Bay. It would be 1 billion percent the Aaron Rodgers offense in New York. So uh, we'll see if any of this materializes into anything. That's the flip side of this. We could have a repeat of the Denver situation where it's pretty clear that he was hired with the underlying idea that eh, it doesn't hurt that he, you know, has the endorsement of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers really likes him. Didn't work out, obviously, uh, but maybe this time it does. I'm pretty, pretty suspect. I'm pretty suspicious that this is uh, going to amount to anything when it comes to the Aaron Rodgers situation. But you can't deny that it's going to be a talking point until a decision is made. So I thought, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it today and we'll lead with it. And maybe this is all that gets said. Maybe you guys don't even care. And that's entirely possible. And I completely get it. But their relationship is pretty damn strong. And a couple years ago, um, in kind of the opposite land where they were this year with such trouble in the red zone, a couple years ago, they were lights out in the red zone with Hackett being the one in charge of, for the most part, dialing up or calling you know, or, or designing and kind of game planning the plays and, you know, the things they worked so well in the, quote, gold zone in Green Bay, probably looking to recapture some of that magic with Aaron Rodgers, if it were to happen, which, again, is no guarantee. Hello to everybody in the comments section. So good to see everybody. What's up, TikTok? How you doing? Uh, 
can't wait until Rodgers goes to the Vikings after a year in New York. I mean, one step at a time, right? But the path is set. It'll line up just perfectly for when they get rid of Kirk Cousins. I like it. Jesse, thank you for the super chat. If Aaron is traded, do you think the Packers will look at trading for Trey Lance? Lance Watson reunion. NDSU grad here. Can you tell? Um, I'd be very, very surprised if the Packers traded for Trey Lance. Um, I think they would definitely go out, obviously, and find a backup quarterback, most likely a veteran. But I don't think they're trading for one. Um, Given their cap situation, you know, utilizing assets that way doesn't make a whole lot of sense, especially for a guy who's coming off an injury. But stranger things have happened. And as Aaron himself said, never say never. But yeah, I'd be surprised. Uh, What else we got, folks? Do I think Big Dog comes back? I think that's pretty tied to Aaron Rodgers. I think if Rodgers is back, there's a good chance Big Dog is back. And I don't think it's some ultimatum like, I'm not coming back unless you bring back Big Dog. But I do think, maybe not a truly package deal, but I think the Packers will, maybe not undoubtedly, but most likely move on if they do make the turning of the page to love. Um, Now, that doesn't mean I don't think you know, Big Dog could help in an offense led by Jordan Love. I think he could. But at some point, you got to turn that page, much like at the quarterback position, on the very old veteran tight end who doesn't give you a whole lot in the passing game, somewhat tips it off to the defense when he's on the field. You kind of know what's coming in the sense of run pass. Um, that doesn't mean that he can't get it done at a super high level still because he most certainly can. You go watch that Vikings game. He put on a clinic as far as uh, – you know, reach blocks and sealing things and getting downfield and punishing people. You love to see it. But I think that's pretty exclusively uh, kind of run back if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. Uh, oh, my God, there have been so many Rodgers to the Jets videos today. Yeah, Percy. And then, you know, something else will develop down the line here in a couple of days, and there'll be a ton of, like, you know, Rogers to Dallas videos or something along those lines. You know, that's how the internet works. Sean, thanks to the super chat. I feel like we are better suited to draft a wide receiver, tight end, and running back early that set us up for the present and future. We have invested on defense and O-line for so long, and both have been subpar considering the capital invested. So you trust their ability to bring in above subpar talent with those early picks on the offensive side of the ball? All I remember hearing, and I'm not saying you were saying this, Sean, but all I remember hearing for years is that, oh, Goody can't find perimeter talent. Goody can't find skill players, blah, blah, blah. And then he got Watson and Dobbs in the same draft. You know, it is, I'm not going to say a a complete crapshoot because that would truly dismiss a lot of the hard work done by the personnel people at 1265. But, you know, I I don't think it's so much that you've got to go on offense or defense. You want to get the best guys you can regardless of the side of the ball they're on. Um, if that happens to work out, so it's one you know offense or defense, fine. But for me, it's much more about improving up front on both sides of the ball. I think there's zero doubt in my mind they've got to improve both along the offensive line and the defensive line. Maybe they plan on kind of improving from within on the offensive side because of the fact that they have drafted so many offensive linemen in the last two years, but they've got to get better up front. And uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball, we spent all summer talking about they finally got Kenny some help. And that kind of looks like a mirage at the end of the year. I mean, Jerron Reed was pretty good. I don't think he had a lights out season by any 
stretch of the imagination. He certainly wasn't, you know, someone who could help Kenny like really get freed up. Um, Dean Lowry regressed from his, you know, career year last year. Um, TJ Slayton just didn't play quite as much as I had hoped he would. I thought he got better as the season went on. Obviously, you need more from Devontae Wyatt. Um, hopefully, he hits the ground running next year, and you do expect guys to take a jump from the rookie year to the second season. But, man, they got to control things up front. And if they can't do that, then everything else, the coverages, everything we're talking about with uh, Barry not playing aggressive enough, all of that is, you know, is so much chum in the Internet water. They've got to get better up front on both sides of the ball. There is zero question in my mind. Uh, what else we got here, folks? What else we got? Don Vito, thanks to the Super Chat. Ready for Jordan Love season. See, I love this Super Chat because that's simple, effective, to the point. Hashtag Jordan Love season. Let's go, baby. Let's ride. I'm with you. New York Cheesehead says we need a big upgrade at tight end. Yeah, I mean, that's the dream, right? It's just a question of where do you find it for a strap team uh, when it comes to the salary cap, you know? You almost have to go the draft route because I doubt, you know, the truly any kind of elite talent that hits free agency. And I don't even know how that sets up this year, but if it is someone, you got to expect there's going to be a bidding war for their services and there's no way the Packers can get involved in that kind of thing. Uh, not just, you know, that's just not how they operate. Then throw in the fact that they are completely up against it when it comes to the cap and you got to think they go draft and would they two years in a row go against their regular profile when it comes to positional value? It's possible. I mean, you could have knocked me over with a feather last year when they took an off-ball linebacker in the first. So could they take a tight end at 15? I guess it's possible. And I know there have been a couple of names associated with that spot, the Notre Dame kid most notably, but I'd still be very surprised. But we'll see. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Is Alan Lazard gone? Not officially, but uh, probably. Soder, thanks for the Super Chat. Brandy's carry the G chat, hack it or no, run the floor's offense, carry the G. <laughs> Thank you, Soda. That's greatly appreciated. Um, hack it or no, run the floor's offense. Uh, here's what I keep coming back to when people talk about, oh, they need to run the floor's offense. We don't know what that looks like. We truly don't. Even 2020, when they were moving the ball up and down the field and they were scoring a ton of points and everyone wants to point to that, that was still very much a collaboration from a number of different people, including Aaron Rodgers, most significantly. So I don't even know when we talk about, you know, Matt LaFleur's offense. I don't think we've ever gotten a pure idea of what that is, mostly by his choice, which is fine. But yeah, I mean, I'd like the quarterback to play in rhythm a little bit more. That is 100% where I'm at. Like, I don't care what offense you're running. Let's play in rhythm. Rise and fire at the top of your drop. Let it rip. That's me. Uh, Luke, thanks for the super chat. Since it's the offseason, I have two heavy questions. What's your favorite IPA thought on Samari Torre? <coughs> Sorry, guys. I'm still getting over this damn cold. Um, I don't really have a favorite IPA. Um, the cold one in front of me, most likely. Um, and then thoughts on Samari Torre. Intriguing. Certainly has upside. Um, I thought he quitted himself really well when given opportunities his rookie year. Hope he hits the weight room over the offseason. And who knows? Maybe he becomes a significant contributor on a team that is certainly going to need guys to step up and is going to need to 
you know, replace production. Uh, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't sit here and pencil him in as, oh, he's definitely going to be in the mix. But, you know, like I said, it's a promising rookie season. And you never know. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Nags never pays attention to TikTok. That is highly untrue. I pay too much attention to TikTok. Jeff, thanks for the Super Chat. 12 had a full year to develop a relationship with our youngsters. Questionable results. How would he do it on a new team this late in his career? I keep coming back to this, Jeff. That's why I keep, that's why I made the joke on Twitter the other day. You know, I don't know. He said he talked about, you know, being in the right situation. He could still compete for an MVP. Is that in a new building where no one knows the hand signals? I don't know, man. I don't know. <clears throat> Evernight, thanks for the super chat. If Rodgers returns and we have a repeat of last season, do Lafleur and or Goody get shown the door? Doubtful. Highly doubtful. It all depends on who wanted Rodgers back. Because remember, it ain't all lockstep. What a total Packer move by keeping Joe Barry. Well, it's because you've got another coach who believes in his guy. You know, it's just like Mike McCarthy back in the day believing in Dom Capers. And I'm here to tell you, Dom Capers helped win a Super Bowl. And I understood McCarthy staying by him. The fact that Ted wouldn't go out and get more veteran talent for a guy who was running a system that clearly needed it Probably was a bit frustrating for Mike. And, you know, you look at Ladarius Gunter in that NFC Championship game, and I understand injuries happen. It's the only reason he's in that position. I get it. But that, like, crystallizes why it was so frustrating for Mike and Dom, most likely, because they knew some of those guys, some of those youngsters weren't ready for prime time. They had to kind of simplify things and keep things a little bit lighter in the playbook because of the fact 
that they were handed undrafted free agents and practice squad guys rather than trades or free agent pickups, you know? Um, so I understood it with Mike. Totally get it. And I know it was frustrating for Packers fans to see Dom back every year after these heartbreaking playoff losses, but I always understood that. The Barry thing is... I'm not going to say unfortunate. I understand that as well because it's simply Matt LaFleur wanting some continuity and sticking with his guy and having faith in his guy. The problem is, is he had faith with Mo Drayton and Amari Rogers as well. And we all know how those turned out. So, you know, I, here's hoping, you know, his idea is clearly we're going to keep continuity on the staff. We're going to improve as a staff from within as a group. That's his thinking. You can disagree with it, and I know most Packers fans do, but that's his team, and that's his call. We'll see how it turns out. Next, we TikToking. We TikToking. I don't even know what that means. Uh, what else we got? I got all sorts of super chats. John, thanks. Uh, could we see Nixon get snaps on offense on occasion? I know they joked about that. I got maybe not joked, but they talked about it last off season. We'll see. Let's see if he gets signed back, first of all. Don't ever forget, Desmond Howard helped the Packers win a Super Bowl and then was promptly a free agent and left. Oh, don't remind me. Chris East, thanks to Super Sticker. Sir Alex, thanks to Super Chat. Thoughts on the Packers going after Waller again? He's 30 and has had injury issues the last couple of seasons. Seems like a good setup to overpay and receive subpar results. <coughs> That's a good question. I don't know. I wouldn't say... It's a foregone conclusion, but I will say Brian has shown a tendency to repeatedly go after guys that he really wants. Now, he's not always successful in landing them, but he certainly keeps up the pursuit. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they kind of struck up those conversations again. As you guys know, I wrote last, I think it was April, early April, that they were in talks with the Raiders trying to pry him away. Uh, they tried to get him included in the Devontae deal, and then they tried to trade for him straight up. And then Schefter reported at the trade deadline this past kind of couple months ago, they tried again. So it's clear Brian has a bit of a bee in his bonnet for the player. And again, I'm not going to put it past the realm of possibility that he makes another run. But for all the things you're talking about here, it makes me a little bit suspect, right? Like if that is still going to be a course because of the fact that even after coming off a Injury plague season, going to come in, going to light it up with Devontae Adams in the mix and blah, blah, blah. And then he promptly got hurt again. So, yeah, I think he's still a dynamic player and he has the ability to really produce at a high level on offense if he can stay healthy. The, you know, obviously, the key is, can he stay healthy? Recent signs are not positive. Vex, thanks for the super chat. Do the Packers need to stop the run better? Yes. One of the main reasons I keep talking about needing to improve up front on defense. They have got to control all the gaps up front, especially if they're going to continue to insist on playing with a two-man front, with a two-man line. They play so much nickel. They play so much two-man line. Those two had better be able to control shit, or you're going to get run all over, much like you did against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Joe, thanks for the super chat. <clears throat> if love starts, would signing a veteran QB send the wrong message in terms of their level of confidence in love? Rookie Matt Flynn was Rogers' backup. Not necessarily. Uh, I understand what you're saying, but 
man, it's the NFL. You got pressure and every snap, let alone from game to game or, you know, heading into training camp or what have you. You know, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, they, they have Matt Flynn as a backup. They drafted a dude in the second round in Brian Brom that season that Aaron Rodgers took over as starter. You've always got pressure. You've always got competition. There's no, if, if some, you know, vet were to come in and ride the pine, so to speak, I don't think that puts any more pressure on Jordan Love than is already there. These guys are professional athletes. Emphasis on professional. You know, that if you can't handle that, you shouldn't be in the business. Jeezy Baby, thanks for the super chat. If we trade Rodgers to the Jets, will they have a similar poison pill they had in the Favre trade with all the Minnesota stuff? No, I'd be shocked. Um, poison pills in general have been eliminated and or outlawed. But yeah, no, they uh, they wouldn't do that. Uh, what else we got? Matt LaFleur's offense loves tight ends. We don't know. We don't know. Have I heard anything on Lazard? Or do you think that ship sailed? I haven't heard anything officially, but I'd be shocked if he's back. You know, he can really, I, I think, probably get a contract north of $10 million a year. Packers aren't paying that. And you know, there are probably a few teams out there that will. Uh, would Jordan Love sit another year or will they trade him? That's a good question, TikTok. Um, he would undoubtedly, I do not doubt it for a moment. If Aaron Rodgers were to come back and the Packers say he is our starting quarterback, I don't doubt it for a second that he would demand a trade. The Packers don't have to acquiesce to that demand. They do have him under contract for one more year and can pick up his fifth year option, which is a real, I don't want to say weapon because you don't want to be at, you know, at war with your hopefully future starting quarterback, but um, it's a great piece of leverage. So, you know, Jordan Love's camp can kick and scream and make all sorts of noise and maybe he holds out or whatever. But, you know, the Packers have zero um, reason to do, make that. You know, if they intend on making him the starter after Rodgers leaves, they have zero reason to make that move. Now, if someone comes with some ridiculous package off of the, what, nine or so throws he made in Philly thinking, oh, there, he's finally developed him. He's ready to start. Let's make a move. And someone comes with some absurd, you know, trade offer. Yeah, I think they'd listen. Uh, they would definitely pick up, at least pick up the phone and, you know, take a listen to what people had to say. But ultimately, I suspect, yeah, he, he will, if Rodgers comes back, he'll demand a trade and the backers will say, sorry, buddy, that's life in the NFL. Abdul, thanks for the super chat. What did you think of Wyatt? You had said you weren't sure about him in a prior chat. Did you see anything that makes you hesitant to think he improve? Will improve, maybe? Um, no, I just wanted to see more from him. Wanted to see more of him. I think he played okay at first. And I think he improved. I wish he would have been on the field more earlier in the season to get that improvement kind of kick-started prior to the last month of the season think he could have really helped them down the stretch if he had gotten the experience that he was getting at the end of the year at the start of the year um but i you definitely saw the flashes you certainly i think his best game is probably down in miami um you certainly saw the potential there all the athleticism that clearly got the packers excited when they drafted him you definitely need more consistency out of him though and that is <clears throat> probably the great kind of i mean it's yeah that's not unusual for any young player because there are plays where he looks really exciting and 
powerful. And then there are plays where he gets completely washed out. Now, some of that has level of competition. You go back and you watch the Eagles game. That's a tough watch. He looks like a rookie with a capital R in that game. Um, but the more he played, the better he got. And again, I just wish that kind of start had happened early in the season. Uh, Vex, thanks for the super chat. For everyone who wants 12 back, this team scored only 10 points BS 49ers with Devon or versus 49ers with Devante. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on there. They couldn't block anything up front. That's why I keep saying, you know, if Rodgers is back, you have got to fix the offensive line or at least improve it. You know, Rodgers can still be incredibly effective if he's given time, if he's given protection. You know, obviously that's true of most, most quarterbacks, but Rodgers' ability coupled with his knowledge of the game, if you give him time, he'll pick you apart. But in that game, you had Joey Bosa running over people. You know, obviously, David Bakhtiari didn't play. You know, it's there are a lot of levels to this. It's never as simple as, oh, he had Devonta and he still didn't do it. Um, Got to play better up front. It's been a theme the last three, you know, final games of the season, these last three years. The offensive line has gotten run over and has not been able to hold up to their end of the bargain. I don't care who the quarterback is. Got to get better along the offensive line. Uh... The Giants will sign Lowry, right? It may be, Brandy. Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. Uh, this is such an alien view here, YouTube viewer. Well, you know, I can only run the program through so many channels. So uh, TikTok's on the phone. Everything else is on the camera. Uh, what else we got, folks? What else we got? I'm just sick of this Rogers watch. Tony, it hasn't even started. Like, we're barely into it. Sit back, my brother. It's going to be a fun offseason. All right, everybody. I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on this video. Subscribe to the channel. And then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. (laughs) 